Corinthians chapter number five. 2 Corinthians chapter number five. Congratulations to Emma and Luke who just got engaged. If you have not heard and did not see their beautiful pictures. And uh, I told them, I don't know if I told them, but the black and white ones were my favorite ones. I just loved uh, their pictures and Luke surprised her and uh, they were up in Pennsylvania and um, he kind of, he did good. I mean, he, he, he messed up the first one and so he did, he did, uh, not, that didn't sound good, did it? Not the first, <laughs> so I'll explain. So he was, we were going to do this big surprise. We were going to go uh, on a family cruise, his family, my family. Uh, he was going to propose to her on, uh, on a cruise. And uh, they, were, they were sitting um, in, the, in, the, in the room and Wendy was in there talking to him. And, um, and uh, Luke's and, Wend- and Emma's sitting right there and Luke says to says to Wendy, yeah, he said, I still got to talk to mom and dad about proposing on this cruise, and da, da, da. And Emma said, excuse me? And uh, I said, oh, yeah, that was a good job there, Luke. And uh, so that win went out the window. And so um, he surprised her up there. there um, when they were up there for ERM, uh, there's a bridge uh, up there, and uh, that's very special uh, to them. And um, he, um, I, I, I think, she says no, but I think she was expecting Christmas, and he didn't give nothing to her on Christmas. And so that was awesome. Smart man. And uh, waited till um, the new year and um, proposed, and uh, she said yes. And so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. And so we're excited for them, and um, congratulations to, uh, to, to the two of them, and uh, we're uh, looking forward to seeing what the Lord uh, has in their life. Second Corinthians chapter number five uh, to, uh, this morning. Second Corinthians chapter number five. And so Miss um, Gwen came in. I'm needing now a very large print Bible um, until I can get my eye fixed. Um, but I'm needing this really large print Bible. So uh, Miss Gwen gave me and gave me this Bible that is not very large print. And um, how cool is that, though? That is one of the smallest Bibles I now own. And um, it is super cool. Now, I can't tell you how much is in there or anything that it says. But I'll bet you that 2 Corinthians 5 says the same thing in here as it does in this gargantuous one that I'm currently reading from um, this morning. And so um, pray for me. I go the 16th, I believe it is, uh, back to the eye doctor. I- I'm guessing, uh, and I'm, I've been dreading it, but I'm guessing I'm going to end up having to have actual surgery because the, the medicine is, is not helping um, I think what's happening is it start, starts to get better and another, another vessel pops and uh, it just fills with blood again. And so um, the only way to, to, to rectify that is, is through surgery. Uh, I'm not super uh, excited about that. Um, I just turned 51. I've never spent a night in the hospital and I've never had surgery. And so um, 
not real thrilled uh, about the prospect, but uh, it, it may be outpatient and um, they might even be able to do it right there in the uh, uh, office. I'm not sure, uh, but um, just pray that uh, they can get some resolution because um, it's just it's enough to enough to drive somebody insane. And you can only cover one eye so often, and now this eye is getting weaker, and so it's just uh, it's just just kind of a pain. And so, thank you for your continued prayers, and uh, I certainly uh, certainly do appreciate it. So, I actually had to pull one of my one of my Bibles off my bookshelf, and um, so I'm, you probably could read this Bible from there. Uh, it is it is a giant print uh, Bible, the one that I use on Wednesday night is so big. I mean, you know, those giant print Bibles, they're just so large. It, it's almost impractical uh, to use. I do have, however, uh, a five-volume Bible set. To, uh, that's the Bible. Um, the print's about that big, but I'm just petrified that I'll be up here and have to turn to another passage and it won't be in that volume and so i'm not going to carry all five volumes up here with me so uh this will have to do so second corinthians chapter number five pray for us uh wednesday night i already said joel uh die will be here uh preaching in services uh, we are heading down um bringing anna down to louisiana uh she's going to be um uh, serving uh, down there uh, at Open Door uh, Baptist uh, Church there in um, Denham Springs, uh, Louisiana, and uh, she's going to be doing that for a, a, a time. We don't we don't know yet. We're just um, just uh, leaving that open uh, to see what the Lord uh, would do. Different different perspective. We've got a great big school. We got a, a big daycare uh, center there, and uh, good. Uh, good friends of ours and um, Dr. Shoemaker's, one of Dr. Shoemaker's daughters uh, and her uh, husband, uh, pastor uh, down there, the Schaefer's. And so um, looking forward to seeing uh, what the Lord does down there uh, with Anna. But we'll be taking her down there, coming back uh, uh, on, uh, on Friday. And um, so uh, pray for us as we travel about 10, 12 hour uh, trip. And um, uh, just pray that we can uh, get down there safely and uh, get back uh, uh, safely uh, as well. Again, thank you for your prayers uh, for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, familiar passage of Scripture here in verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things uh, become new, and all things are of, are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling uh, uh, the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. As we launch into a new year right 2024 now it doesn't i don't and maybe it does to you but it just doesn't seem like a new year i mean it just seems like uh it just seems like the next month does that sometimes feel like that and i know it obviously i understand it is the next month right it's uh, no longer december it's now january but it's a it's a brand new year and um 2024 
And as we go into the new year, we talked about this uh, 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 last week and uh, talked about a a new vision and having a a vision for Christ and having a a vision for our our Christian walk and and having a vision for what am I going to do? What am I going to do for Christ in 2024? Can, can I say this? If we don't think about what we're going to do, then, then it's just whatever happens, happens. And that sometimes can be dangerous, can it? I mean, we've got to plan. We've got to be, we've got to be ready. We've got, to, uh, uh, we've got to, to know. And, and I know sometimes you can plan and plan and plan, and you're not always going to be ready for everything that comes along. Sometimes uh, things happen that you don't know they're going to happen, but you, you, should, you should always be ready. My, my, my mother-in-law, she cracks me up. She thinks that you should never travel, and some of you may think this too, you should never travel without a blanket and without candles and uh, 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 matches. Because if something happens that you break down, then you'll have a blanket to cover up with and you'll have candles to keep warm. And I keep telling mom, mom, we're living in the day of cell phones. If we break down, we're going to call somebody. If we break down, we have AAA. If we break down, by the way, our cars now can tell everybody that we're broken down, you know, and get somebody to come out here. But, but mom says, yeah, listen, you got to be ready. You always got to be ready. She, she, is, she, is a, she is a prepper. So she's always got, like, Dried beans, uh, like galore. Canned goods, galore. Just in case, I guess the apocalypse happens, we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to eat. You know, we'll be able to have some food. And 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 they say that about me. Like, for instance, if they all of a sudden stop making socks, I'm good. I'm good for the rest of my life. Matter of fact. I could even share with some of you. I have so many socks. It's it's a sickness. I get it. I got, but I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. When 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 I when I find a pair of pants, anybody else like this? When you find something that's comfortable, that's all you want to wear. Why? It's like going out to eat. Why do I want to? Why do I want to try something different? What if I don't like it? I know I like this, so I'm just going to order this. Every time we go to Frank and Linda's, I all I got to do is walk through walk through the door of Frank and Linda's, and they've already got my order started. Because I, I get the same thing every single time. I mean, why? Because I know I like it to, when I have these pants. Listen, they, I told you this story before. I used to wear these pants. Right? These pants were so comfortable. And I went into the store, and they, and they discontinued the pants. Why anybody would do such nonsense as that? And they replaced them with some of the most uncomfortable pants that I've ever put on in my life. I don't want those pants. I want these pants. So you know what I did? Yeah, I got, I got, I got problems. So don't you. So don't, don't judge. I went store to store to store and bought every single pair of pants that I could buy. Those, those pants that I could buy. Well, and I got them. But matter of fact, I still got some pants. I've lost a little weight, and those pants don't fit me anymore. Uh, but because uh, I, I bought them in that size, but I, I bought all these pants. Why? Because I wanted to be prepared. I wanted to be ready. I wanted to have those pants. I want to have that food. I want to have, I want to be, you know, you got to have a plan. When you go into 2024, don't go in blindly. Go into 2024 with a plan, with a vision. This is what I want to see done. Now, you may launch into it 
You know, and and in order, listen, I go to Franklin Linda's and they tell me they don't have fried clam basket, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'll probably leave. I, no, I, that that that's the only thing I want. That's what that's what and I've had people say, I can't believe you eat that. The thing is it's, I love it. It's my favorite thing. And I get a salad with, with French dressing. And I, I mean, I just, the same thing. Why? Because I love it. But, you know, one day they might not have it. Right? One day they might stop selling it. And one day I'll stop going to Frank and Linda's. No, I'm sure I'll find something else I like. But my point is, things change, right? And we can launch into something and we can go into something knowing or hoping we're going to do this. And then kind of God changes directions. I I get that. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But you've got to have a vision. You've got to have a plan. Because if you don't, this is what will happen. You'll allow life to control you instead of you controlling it. Yeah, I, and I get it. And I'll, and I'll have some people say, well, you can't control it. You can't. And I'm not saying that you, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I know there are things that are happening that are out of your control. But I'm here to tell you. If you set your alarm, right, this is me. I'm not a morning person. I, I'm just, I'll just let you know that I am not a morning person. I'd rather stay up till 6 o'clock in the morning and then sleep till lunch. Now, I don't do that. I'm just telling you that's what I would rather do because I don't, I'm a night owl. I love to stay up at night. I'm reading at 2, two o'clock in the morning. I, I'm, you know, I'm writing sermons often at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And so that's just, a, that's just the way I am. But I got to get up in the morning. So do you know what I do? I set an alarm. Because if I didn't set an alarm, I wouldn't get up. We have fans that run in our house. Yes, even in the winter. All the time. Got them running. If those fans are running, I'm snoozing. I mean, puts me right. To, I mean, it's a bad habit, by the way. It's been since I was a child. Um, I've got to have that noise. Matter of fact, when we're out of town, we don't have a fan. We have white noise on our phones that sounds like an, a, a fan, right? Or sound, you can make it sound like water. You can make it sound water. And when you have that thing, we have that thing running. Why? So I can hear that noise. I've trained myself to help me. And, and if those fans are running, I'm sleeping. If I don't set my alarm, I'm sleeping in. And so what do I do? On purpose, I set my alarm to get up. Ever since I've been diagnosed with this stupid diabetes, they say, you got to eat breakfast. you got to eat breakfast. Sunday morning especially, because I've found what's happened is on Sunday mornings after I get done preaching, I am so, I've always been tired after I preach, but I'm so exhausted. I can't hardly put one foot in front of the other. And my sugar drops real low because I don't eat breakfast. I don't know, breakfast is blah, 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 blah. I don't eat breakfast. I don't like breakfast. I'm not a morning person. So what did I do this morning? Got up, went in the kitchen, put some sausage in the microwave, scrambled some eggs. Did I want to? No. Did I need to? Yes. What did I do? I did it on purpose because it's not going to happen by itself. You see, you don't get a check when you don't, well, that's a bad illustration, isn't it? When you don't work. Well, that was a really bad illustration. But anyways, 
you and I don't get a check if we don't work, right? You can't expect to go a whole week without without working and then be mad at your employer because you didn't get a check. You've got to go in. You've got to you've got to pay your dues. You've got to work your job so that you can get it. That's what I'm talking about by doing what you know you need to do and you do it on purpose. It's a new year. And a new year should bring a new you, right? I know with a new year comes New Year's resolutions, right? This year, I'm going to. I'm going to. Here are the the top ones. This year, I'm going to lose weight. That's probably at the top of the list, right? This year, I'm going to to get out of debt. Top two. Uh, uh, one for one for one for uh, church people for Christian people. This year, I'm going to read through my Bible. And a lot of times, none of those three things get done. You know why? Because we don't have a plan. Ann and I were talking about it just the other day. We were driving by. There are so many um, gyms. I mean, there's and these gyms thrive. You know why they thrive? Because of New Year's resolutions. I'm serious. Do you realize that these gyms could care less if you lose weight? They just want your money. And this year, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, get, a, I'm going to get a membership uh, to this gym, and I'm going to work out this year. I've found this to be true universally. Just because you have a gym membership doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be great if you, just, if you just purchased a gym membership and you had that gym membership and you carried it around with you in your wallet or you carried it around you in your purse and every month you lost weight and you got in shape. You could eat whatever you wanted. You could have as much cheesecake as you wanted. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted. You could be a couch potato, eat potato chips all you want to, but you have a church membership, or you have a, 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 a well, you should have a church membership, but you have a, you have a gym membership, so all's good. No, guess what? If you have a gym membership, you actually have to go to the gym. You actually have to get on the treadmill. You actually have to lift the weights. You actually have to. You know why I don't have a gym membership? Or gym membership? Because I ain't going. I just know it. You know what they? You know what they ask me every time I go to the doctor? Anytime I have to fill out any kind of paperwork, what is what is your exercise regimen? I said zero. None. I have none. No, no, no. What do you do? Do you, do you walk? Zero. I, I, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't run. I don't, I don't walk. I don't do a treadmill. I don't do a bike. I don't do, I don't do, what, well, you got to have a little, a zero. None. I'm not going to give somebody money to do nothing. I can do nothing for free. Right? Purpose. <laughs> should I have a church, or should I have a, a gym membership? Yes. Obviously. Should I, should, I, should I go to the gym? It would help my diabetes. Yes. I just ain't there yet. One thing at a time. But with the new year should be the new you. Well, and maybe, maybe you're this person. Maybe you're this person. You, there's, you don't need a new you because you're already perfect. 
I mean, you have everything that you want. All your relationships are wonderful. You got all the money in the bank that you want. You make perfect decisions every single day. Maybe that's you. If that's you, I'll tell you what they say in the Navy. Bravo, Zulu. Great. I'm glad that's you. But for the rest of us that live on planet Earth, we can make corrections, right? We can be better. We can make better decisions. I look back at 2024. Our challenge this year, Wendy and I's challenge this year is um, she's got a notebook and, uh, and I got a notebook. And every month, do you know how easy it is? I know you do. I know you do. Do you know how easy it is to reflect on the negative? It's easy. It's easy. It's easy to reflect on, for crying out loud, if I have to give myself any more shots, I'm going to shoot somebody. I mean, I am so sick. So I so I'm so proud of myself. So I, I saw I saw my diabetologist and, and I said to him, Look, I said, I'm only taking my evening shot. I'm not taking my shot what when I eat because I've eliminated all carbs. He said, he said, No, you can't do that. I said, I I, I did. I tell you, I'm a pretty disciplined person when I want to be, and I'm eating. I said, I haven't had a daily shot other than my evening shot in four days. He said, wow. He said, that is very disciplined and very stupid. <laughs> oh, well, that was rude, right? But I was so proud of myself. He said, he said you, ever, you ever heard of ketones? You ever heard of this? And then he started explaining all these things. And I was like, you're just such a buzzkill, Right? What, 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 was my, what was my goal? To get less shots. Why? Because I hate them. Do you know what it's like to not be able to see really good all the time? I'm talking about if you put your glasses on, you can see better. I'm talking about you just can't see good at all. Do you know what it's like to have to be driven everywhere? Some of y'all might like that. But some of y'all might be like driving Miss Daisy and you're great, you're great with that and it's wonderful. I can't stand it. I can't stand not driving. Maybe it's a control thing. I don't know. Whatever. But I've always driven, and I can't stand not driving. This morning, as a matter of fact, bless her heart, my, my brave daughter got in the car with me, and I drove to church. One eye. Partially one eye. And we got here safe, and it was fine. But, man, when I go anywhere else, I mean, if I go any distance, do you know how aggravating it is? And you can't, your, your, your depth perception is off, and, you know, Boo who? Really? Boo who? Like I'm the only one that faces anything. Like you're the only one that faces anything. Do you know how easy it is to, to, to concentrate on the negative? This year, we're making a month-by-month month journal of the blessings in our life. How God has done this. Maybe not every single one, but these these big events. One of them on my list was Luke and, and Emma getting engaged. It, it was on, it was it's on, it's on my is on my blessing list. And you know, if this happened, it's on my blessing list. And Anna has found a spot in in, in Louisiana uh, to serve the Lord and to learn and to grow. It's on my list. And these different things that that I've put down for the month of January, and then at the end of the year. 
Because you think to yourself, the end of the year is so long away. Pfft. Are you kidding me? You know, you know we're going to be, we took down Christmas, we'll be, we'll be putting that stinking Christmas back up in no time at all. It's unbelievable. Do you know, I used to think to myself, these rednecks that keep their Christmas lights up all year long, boy, I wish we could keep our Christmas lights up year long. If I could convince Wendy into it, We'd be rednecks. I mean, I'd have, I'd be, why? Because it's just a pain to have to take them down and put them up and take them down and put The blessings of what God has done for you. Do you know how important that is as we launch into a new year? The new you. What is the new you going to look like? Can I be a better dad this year? Can I be a better husband this year? Can I be a better pastor this year? Can I be a better friend this year? I think of my, my best friend. His name is Joe. His name is Joe. It's easy. That's why we're best friends, because we don't forget each other's names. But I was in the Navy with him, and uh, just, just good friends. We talk maybe once a year, maybe twice a year. That's it. And, 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 and nine times out of ten, he's the one that calls me. You know, I said the, the end of the last year, I said this year, I said, this, this coming year, I, I need to be a better friend this year. I need to call and check on him. I need to call and see how things are going in his life. Boo-hoo, things are going bad. Things are going rough. 2023 was a rough year. But yeah, well, it was a rougher year for other people. Can I be a better friend? Can I, can I be a better Christian? Can I walk closer to the Lord this year than I did last year? These are questions that we need to ask. And if you, if you feel like that you've arrived and that you can't get any better, well, then that's something that you need to deal with the Lord about. But for the rest of us, there's room for improvement. And how can we improve in 2024 uh, with uh, our everyday life, with our walk with the Lord? As this year is obviously already here, what does it hold? Can I tell you what this year is going to hold for you? I'm not a prophet. I can't see into the future. But I can tell you some things that are universal. You know what this year is going to hold for you? It's going to hold some problems. Well, that's awfully negative. No, that's just the facts. There's going to be problems this year. I don't know what those problems are going to look like, but we're all going to face problems. There's going to be blessings. Don't miss it. Don't miss the blessings because of the problems. Don't miss the mountaintops because of the valleys. They're there. And boy, God wants to bless us and God wants to use us. There's going to be both of those things coming into the new year. We need to be looking out and we need to be ready in our lives. Looking at the new year. Notice with me, as a new creature, as a new person, these are some of the things that, that ought to be new in our lives. Number one, his work should be different. You know, our work should be different. You know, our work, the Bible says that we are new creatures in Jesus Christ. He says that old things, those old things are, are passed away, they're gone. Behold, all these other things that they've become new. And so we're now new creatures in Christ, and we should look different. Our work should be different. 
Our walk should be different. Our words should be different. Our ways should be different. You know, we shouldn't be the same as the world. We should be different because we are new creatures in Jesus Christ. How does your walk look? Your work, your ways, your words. How do they look before the Lord? One writer said this. I thought this was such a powerful statement. The tragedy of our generation is that they are being offered. Watch this. This generation is being offered religion without repentance. Listen. Reformation without regeneration. If you... If you just change a few things, if, if you just get a different outlook, if you just be more positive. Norman Vincent Peale wrote a series of books, and it's called The Power of Positive Thinking. He was a Dutch Reform theologian, and if you just think positively, then positive things will come. How many of us recognize today that you can think as positive as you want to, but negative things are still coming? I mean, you can think positive, 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 and then you get sick. Well, I shouldn't have got sick because I was thinking positive. Where in, where in the world do we get this stuff from? I mean, you can think positive all you want to, and I'm not saying that we should walk around thinking negative all the time. Because there's no health in pessimism either. But this idea, this pie in the sky, that if I think positively, then everything's going to be okay. If I think positively, then all's going to be right in the world. You can think positive all you want to, but there are still wars and rumors of wars. You can think positive all you want to, but there's still sickness and there's still sin. I wish I could positively think away cancer. I wish I could do that. I wish I could positively think away COVID-19. I wish I could positively think away these problems that we face in our world. But as positive as we are, it doesn't take away the negative. And we're, t- we're teaching our young people that, 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 that you can have confession without conversion. You can have reformation without regeneration. We have, we have gone into the realm of church membership without Christ's relationship. What in the world? Listen, I'm going to be as plain as I possibly can. What in the world does it matter if you're a member of Rinkin Baptist Temple if you are lost? Or any other church for that matter. Being a member of a church will never get you to heaven. Being a good person will never get you to heaven. Being a tither, being a Bible reader, being whatever, you fill in the blank. The only thing that gets you to heaven is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and then all these other things matter. Don't don't go out of here saying, I don't think those things matter. They do matter, but don't get the 
cart before the horse. I mean, we've got to have a, we've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ comes into our heart and our life, things are changed. Now we're new creatures in Christ. And those old things, those things that were once important to us, those things that we once did, they are passed away. And behold, all, other, all these other spiritual things have become new. Now, henceforth, let no man trouble me, uh, uh, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Paul said, Peter had this to say in Matthew chapter 21, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said, I, uh, 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 Peter, I am Peter, uh, and uh, my speech bereath thee. Thy speech bereath thee. Well, you know what he's saying? He's saying this. They're saying this, Peter, we know that you've been with Jesus because you talk like him. You walk like him. You know what the Bible says about Paul? He held in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can people tell through your walk, through your word, through your ways, who you are? Can they tell that you've been with Jesus? Because if they can't, there's some things that need to change. There's some things that need to be rearranged. There's some things that need to be made new. What are people in my life that God has placed in my life that have just been a blessing to me, that have been a help to me through the years? I just had a, a pastor, just a great man of God. He... he um, he texts me uh, and other pastors. He's a pastor's pastor. He texts me every single week. And just a text of encouragement. Uh, uh, sometimes it's a, a little mini sermon. Sometimes it's just a, 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 a saying that, you know, he, he read of a, 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 an, old, a, an old, uh, pure, uh, old Puritan writer or, or whatever. And just, and just sends this, this small little text of encouragement. And I always think to myself this. I always think about those people that God has placed in my life. You know what my first thought is? My first thought after I think to myself what a blessing that is, my first thought is, who am I? Who in my life am I that to? Who do I encourage? Who am I a blessing to? Who do I go out of my way? Do you know I'm glad that I have Elijah's in my life? I'm glad that I have Paul's in my life. But the question is, do I have Silas's in my life? Do I have Elisha's? Do I have Timothy's and Titus's? Do I have people that I'm influencing in my life? 2024 is here. It's a good place to start. I always say it's a really good place after the first. Don't promise you're going to do anything on the first. It never comes through, right? Wait until after the first. And after the first, decide, you know what? This year, this year I'm going to, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set more time aside to pray. I want to pray more this year. This year, I want to, I want to, I want to set more time aside to read my Bible. I want to read through my Bible this year. Well, I read through my Bible uh, uh, every year, preacher. Well, then determine to read through it twice. Why not do that? Why not determine this year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more than just read through my Bible. I'm going to actually study through my Bible this year. And take a study Bible. I've done this in the past. It's a great thing to do. Take a study Bible and one that, you're, that you don't mind writing in and, and take it through the year and, 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 and all year long, read and mark. Read and mark. Read and mark. You get to December, go back and read your Read your comments. Read what you've learned. Or if you don't want to write in your Bible, get a journal and, and write in it as you're reading. Boy, determine this year what you're going to do better. I think of, I think of David Livingston. You, you ever heard of David Livingston? What a man of God. Pioneer missionary in Africa. I mean, pioneer missionary in Africa. Matter of fact, he was not just a missionary. I mean, he would travel around. He, he found uh, uh, falls, waterfalls that had, never been, that had never been discovered and named those uh, waterfalls. I mean, he was an explorer. He was all these things. But let me tell you what David Livingston was. He was a prayer warrior. And do you know when he died? Do you know what they did? They shipped him up and they shipped him back to England, his body. But you know what the natives did? They cut his heart out. They cut his heart out and buried it in Africa. You know why? Because they had determined that he had given his heart to Africa. No way we're sending it anywhere else. And they send his body, but his heart remained in Africa. Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Is your heart for the Lord? Is your heart for the things of the Lord? Is your heart for prayer, for, for Bible study? For What is your heart for? Your heart's for something. What do you strive to do? Maybe it's to be more faithful to church this year. Maybe it's to be a better tither this year. Maybe it's to be a better giver this year. Maybe it's to be a better encourager this year. Maybe it's to be a better speaker this year. Whatever it might be, strive to be the best that God can make you. Not the best that you can be. We're already the best we can be. I mean, we, what are we by nature? We're failures. That's what we are by nature. We're sinners. We miss the mark. But be the best that God can make you into be. That He can mold you into be. And be that new creature for Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads are bowed this morning. Our eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning. You're not saved. You never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Can I tell you this morning that God loves you? Jesus Christ died for you upon the cross, was buried, and the third day He rose again, and uh, He wants to save your soul. Place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ alone, and He will save you. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down and I pray for, pray for you. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers as there one.
What a blessing it is to be saved and to know that our sins are forgiven. To know that one day we're going to have a home in heaven. But Jesus Christ has made us new creatures. And old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What about you? What is the new you going to look like in 2024?